You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So right at the beginning of the fifth chapter of Yivamot, the sages say, Yes, get a har get. You can give a get after a get. Ve'achar ma'amar, and you can maybe give a you can give a get after a ma'amar. So the, the status of a get and a ma'amar is rabbinic, and we're not quite sure whether it has full power. So you can give a get after it. But after the act of sexual intercourse or of a chalitza, you can't do anything. Those are definitive acts. And that is because the, the status, the, um, the yivama, the widow who requires leveret marriage, is is tied to her brother-in-law by by the death of her husband. And that tie is broken either by by giving chalitza, by formal release, as is prescribed in in the Torah, or by consummation of the leveret marriage. And the rabbis prescribe this process of ma'amar, this betrothal, because they're not they're not that happy actually with a essentially a legal act being sort of uh, determined by just consummating the marriage. So they prescribe the ma'amar, but underneath the ma'amar, the the legal act is actually performed by consummating the marriage. And in the rest of the fifth chapter of Yivamot. The Mishnah gives all kinds of different examples where there are peculiar combinations of get and get and ma'amar and ma'amar and sometimes with um, sexual intercourse and sometimes with chalitza. And that's where we're going to get to in the third Mishnah. Natan get asaba ma'amar. So maybe he gave her a get. So we're talking about a man who, who's, who now who's got one shomerit yavam. One widow who's waiting for Yibum. He gives her a get. He, he doesn't intend to perform Yibum. He's going to perform Khalis. He gives us. He gives her a get. Natan get. But then he gives her ma'amar. He declares he's going to perform Yibum. What happens next? She needs a gate and she needs, she needs Khalitsa. She needs a get to dissolve the, the ma'amar. And she needs chalitza because, well, we've said in the first Mishnah that the only definitive act of dissolution is chalitza. If we're going to def- dissolve this bond, at some point we need to perform chalitza. Natan get uval. Maybe he gave her a get uval, and then he had sexual intercourse with her. Now, what is going to be? What are we going to do here? Because. He's already given her a get, and the rabbis are going to say that to a certain extent, the bond of Yibum, this bond of leveret marriage, has been broken by giving her that get. So the act of sexual intercourse, it, it's it, it's not it, it doesn't complete the Yibum. It's it's licentious. It's it's not part of the plot. It's not part of the plot. And so the Mishnah goes on to say, Tzricha gate v'chalitza. She needs a gate and a chalitza. She needs a get to, um, she needs a get to, br- so we've said that the act of sexual intercourse isn't definitive, but perhaps that the get is only rabbinic anyway. Maybe it is definitive. She's in a, 
it's a it's a it's an ambivalent situation. It's an ambivalent situation. So she needs to get to dissolve any 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 bond that the intercourse had created, but she still needs chalitza because we can't finally dissolve this bond without chalitza. Natan get Natan get bechalatz. Okay, he gave her a get, and then he did chalitza, and this is the proper thing to do. Ein achar chalitza klum. After chalitza, that's it. You don't have to do anything else. The bond has been dissolved. And now the Mishnah will go through all of these examples the other way around. So chalatz. So he did chalitza. And then he so he did chalitza, but after he did chalitza, he did ma'amar, ma'amar. Or perhaps Natan get, he gave a get. Or perhaps Uval, and perhaps he had intercourse with her. And in a parallel string of incidents. Um, or maybe the other way around is rather than giving chalitza before doing all these things, he had intercourse before doing all these things. Or Baal, he had intercourse with her. And then he did ma'amar, nasan get, or he gave her a get. Or did chalitza. There's no, after chalitza, there's no, no other legal act has any significance. It doesn't make any difference whether there's just one Yevama or two Yevamot. The status is exactly the same. And the text of the Mishnah at this point is a bit unclear. I mean, we understand that if he did um, Chalitza, then none of these acts afterwards take, have, any, have any significance at all. Chalatz. If he did chalitza and then did ma'amar or gave her a get or had intercourse with her, none of these acts have any significance because he's done chalitza. He's dissolved the bond. The bond of evil no longer exists. And we don't understand why, why the Mishnah then goes on to say, or on the other hand, maybe he had intercourse with her, he had intercourse with her and then he did a ma'amar and then he gave her a guess and then he gave her chalitza. It may be, and one of the, the one of the commentators hints that maybe that the Mishnah doesn't actually want to say, but it does mean just as after chalitza, no other legal act has any significance. Similarly, after intercourse, no other legal act has any significance. I, th- I think that may be what the Mishnah is saying here. And it's going to draw these out in more examples in the next Mishnah, but this time with two Yevamot. So this is the situation that we talked about yesterday. Alex dies. He has two wives. And um, we can even look at the picture on the source sheet. Alex dies. He has two wives. So Bob has possible relationships, possible relationships of Yibum with both of these wives. And, of course, he doesn't need to carry out Yibum or Chalitza with both of them. As soon as he either cements the bond with one of them by um, doing Yibum or dissolve the bond by doing Chalitza, the other one is freed. But until he either cements or dissolves that bond, they are both in some way caught up with him. 
Alice and Betsy, if these are the two wives of Alex, are both in some way connected to Bob. And the Mishnah is now going to discuss how this might play out in the situation where there's not one but two Yevamot. And it begins by asking Kate Sud, how does it work? So he did ma'ama with this one and ma'ama with the other one. In other words, he gave both of them ma'ama. This is a classic question that we looked at in the first Mishnah of the, of the fifth chapter. Is there ma'ama after ma'ama? Can you do a ma'ama with two, with, with two wives? And the Mishnah says, They need two gitin. They each need a get. He can't contract Yibum now with either one of them because he's connected to both of them. They both need to get. And then, of course, he has to perform Chalitza with one of them in order to dissolve the bond. What about what about Ma'amar with one and intercourse with the other? Ma'amar bazor uval lazor. So he, he agreed to do Yibum with one and he had intercourse with the other. Tzrichot shnei gitim v'chalitza. They need two gitim and they need chalitza. It's the same situation, if you like, as the first one. And the 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 act of intercourse in this case doesn't have legal weight because he's he's pre he's he is connected to the other wife. So he has to give them both a get and chalitza. Ma'amar vazov a get lazov. Maybe he gives ma'amar to one and get to the other. So she one of them, so the second one needs the, the, the one who doesn't have a get needs a get, and one of them has to carry out chalitza again, because in order to dissolve this bond, we need chalitza. Maybe he did ma'amar with one and chalitza with the other. You see, we're going through successively all the possible options. The Mishnah has been quite mathematical about this. So it's exhaustingly going through all the options that could happen if he did ma'amar with one and what else, you know, what else could happen with the other. So the final option is ma'amar bazor b'chalatz or ma'amar with one and chalitza with the other one, rishonat sricha get. So the bond, the first one needs to get. So the bond of yibum is dissolved by the chalitza, but the first one, the first one who had the ma'amar, but hasn't had chalitza, she needs to get to dissolve the original mama. So those are the first four cases that the Mishnah is going to bring. In other words, the, the, the cases where the, the potential husband, the potential, um, um, the potential yabam, performs ma'amar with one of these wives and various other things with the other. And then the Mishnah reverses itself and it goes through all of these examples again. But this time, where instead of giving a ma'amar at the beginning, we're going to give a get at the beginning. So again, you can see that the Mishnah is exhaustively working through the possibilities. And so the second half of the Mishnah is a carbon, is a mirror image of the first half of the Mishnah, but it starts with get. So here we go. Get lazor, but get lazor. So he, uh, one of them gets a get, and the other gets a get. Srichot, himenu chalitza. They require chalitza. This doesn't mean they both require chalitza, but essentially one of them, well, they both require that one of them should have chalitza because the bond is not dissolved without chalitza. 
get lazul valazul. He gave one a get and he had intercourse with the other. Sricha gate vachalitsa. She actually requires a get and chalitsa in order to free her up. Because the original get began to dissolve the bounds of Yibum completely. So the intercourse didn't have any legal significance. We need to unwind it. So we give the second one a get and then we do chalitsa. Get lazor umamar lazor. So he gave the first one a get and he performed ma'amar with the second. Sricha get v'chalitza. The second one requires a get and chalitza for the same reason. Get lazor v'chalatz lazor. If he gave one a get and he gave chalitza to the other, ein achar chalitza klo. He's given a get to one, so he's dissolved that. A rabbinically, he says, oh, that bond. He's performed chalitza with the other. That's the proper thing to do. There's absolutely no further action required because he's both from a Torah point of view and both from a rabbinic point of view, he's dissolved both bonds. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.